0: Welcome to If the Apocalypse Comes to Beat Me, also known as Look What I Made. It's called a William. My name is Kelly. I'm here with my wonderful co-hosts. Stacia say hi. 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 (laughs) Hi. Daniel say hi. Hi. (laughs) Hi. We are here today to talk about... The third episode of the second season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer School Hard. This is a podcast where we talk about Buffy the week that it aired 20 years ago. So this episode aired on September 29th in 1997. We're going to be talking about the episode of the characters, just kind of vaguely the plot. Uh, we will spoil stuff from the future as well as possibly stuff from other shows. Who can say? So stay tuned for that. But... <laughs> Before we... Oh, I didn't think about this. oh But before we just storm a parent-teacher night like we own the place, let's get a little bit of a history lesson. And what was the news like this week in
1: 1997? Three weeks into this broadcast for Kelly, Stacia and Damon of If the Apocalypse <laughs> Comes Beat Me Fame and we haven't been fired yet. I know Patty will regale us with her stupid, beautiful voice, but I've been listening to a lot of Dream Theater this week. Their album falling into infinity really resonates I know Kevin Larbury is talking more about the emotional infinity but I don't have time for that I love who I love and I will fight for that love to infinity and over and above as I always say and have always said because there is no time for me all that has been said will be said before and again to see a world in a grain of sand and heaven in a wild flower Hold infinity in the palms of your hand and eternity in an hour. William Blake, a distant relative to world correspondent and lover of all things empire, Sir Royston Brimble the fourth of his name. Wow. How is Iraq treating you my dear? Royston's still
2: in Iraq. Karen, my Aussie dearest, I am in the midst of another harrowing week. Iraq continues to descend in its disarmament crisis. UN Inspector Dr. Diane Seaman catches several chaps sneaking out the back door of an inspection site with logbooks for the creation of prohibited bacteria and chemicals. Oh shit. Oh shit. I've attempted to interview both sides but the Iraqis run from me while the UN sneers and hisses in my direction. Or at least that's how I see it. Elsewhere, the Southeast Asian haze, a real thing led to the crash of Garuda Indonesia Flight 152 in Maidan, North Sumatra which killed all 234 people on board. The haze was caused mainly by slash and burn techniques adopted by farmers in Indonesia. The haze, the fires, the smoke, the health effects are estimated to have cost $9 billion. An earthquake struck the Italian regions of Umbria and March, Part of the Basilica of St. Francis at Assisi collapsed. It was repaired in the next few years. The basilica began in 1228 and became a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 2000. Finally, back to Old Blighty, where we celebrate Andy Green. He went to Black Rock Desert. Not to partake in the filth that do those like Jenny Callender wallow in at Burning Man. But to set the jet-powered car speed record of 714 miles per hour. I just don't understand what Rupert sees in that vile techno pagan.
1: Love is love is love is love. We don't always get to love who we ship, but we ship who we love.
3: Patty, it's culture time, go. Okay. Snap. Karen, so much to throw down today. New albums this week. Elton John painted the big picture. Stereo Lab produced dots and loops, which I can relate to. Boys Two Men offered evolution. Goldfinger focused on our hang-ups and Gilby Clark on the hangover. It was the last chapter for hypocrisy. The bouncing souls were the bouncing souls. Jan Arden was happy, question mark. was tub-thumping between piss-takes. Joan Baez was gone from danger but Bob Dylan, who Kelly knows well, had time out of mind. (laughs) Speaking of Bob Dylan, he performed this week to 300,000 at a Catholic youth event in Bologna, Italy for Pope John Paul II. Pope Benedict, who replaced the late John Paul II, tried to stop the show because he feared the musician was a prophet whose beliefs were at odds with the Roman Catholic Church. The now former himself Pope while pooping on pop records and banning guitars from mess, said, insanely. There was reason to be skeptical, I was, and in some ways I still am over whether it was really right to allow this type of profit to appear. Whoa. Sheesh, Pope's be behind the times am I right. <laughs> Karen is sapping me of my computing power, time to woogie boogie out of here.
1: All those words and yet you only did half your work. Royston is running down Iraqis for comment on a Buffy podcast from the future while you soak in culture like you are so cool. Like the air is drawn into the top of your own air handling unit, converted over toward a heat exchanger and distributed out into the floor void. Speaking of voids. Nah, I'll save it for another day. Surely you still have one more. (laughs) <laughs> we well, made that it. one
0: go. Our robots are still around except for the
1: one that's in Iraq, but he's still in Iraq. <laughs> well, he's just in effect.
4: Sounds like he's Iraq. stuck between Iraq and a hard place. Oh, no! Oh, nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's quickly run down the plot of this episode School Hard, Season 2, Episode 3. The number one most important thing that happens in this episode is
2: Spike! Spike! Here comes a new challenger!
0: Spike shows up in Sunnydale in glorious dramatic fashion by smashing a sign that he will smash again. And who did he bring with him? Not to be outdone. But Drusilla, who, if only we had more time with her, because wow, what an amazing character that we get a glimpse of, but just not, not enough. Not in this episode, but just generally. Uh, Spike is here to party, and by party we mean kill a bunch of people hanging out with, why I don't know, the Anointed One, who still has followers. Why is he here? But don't worry, that'll be addressed. There's a feast of something called the St. Vigis, which maybe we'll find out about later. But, oh no, we don't. Not in this episode, because does it really matter? We just need a generic reason to attack Parent Teacher Night that nobody talked about before this. And, of course, that's a thing. Not even Joyce knew. But what does Joyce actually know? Nothing. So, Spike and crew attack the school. We have a little reunion, which we wouldn't know at this point is a reunion between Spike and Angel. That's bungled, because, again, who gives a shit about continuity? And... Buffy is able to kick ass with the help of Joyce with an axe from behind, scare Spike off, and the best thing that could happen happens, and that is the only one is sent to roast in the sky.
5: Plop, my friend. Plop.
0: <sighs>
1: Plop in hell, you bastard.
0: As long as nothing really bad happens between now and then, you'll be fine.
1: Are you crazy? What did you say that When Nothing bad is gonna happen.
0: What do you mean, nothing's gonna happen?
1: Not until some dummy says, and as long as nothing bad happens. It's the ultimate jinx. What were you thinking? What were you even thinking at all?
0: (sighs) Well, you guys don't know. Maybe this time it'll be different. How did you guys like this episode? Stacia, was this a good one for you? Yeah.
4: Really? I I mean, I I like Spike and Drusilla, and I enjoy the scenes. My favorite scenes in the whole show are the ones with Drusilla. or Not the whole show, but the whole episode are the ones with Drusilla. But the parent-teacher stuff is just, I'm not into it. Same. Yeah. I, it's bad.
5: And it's really great to see Spike, but I think the benefit of this episode in hindsight is that you get to see them for the first time. That's it. Yeah. It, knowing what comes, this is not really that high of a point. All the Spike stuff and Drusilla stuff was great, but I think everything else, even beyond Parent Teacher Night, but even Spike in Parent Teacher Night, like his presence there, what he has to say, is all dope and legit and helps advance the story but all the rest of it is dumb
0: i like this episode
5: snyder walked over and turned off the lights for no reason they were all still part. <laughs> i don't understand how it even came to pass all
0: right Sorry. let's talk and get a little deep about the episode Dana. what how are you feeling what did you think
5: about it? well i had i looked at what happened last episode and we were talking about cordelia we were talking about how people just understand that somebody is cutting bodies up and nobody seems to care at all. Um, or they just seem to be like, well, we'll just turn a blind eye. I feel like Sunnydale is a town that's being gaslighted by Snyder and police chiefs of the world. Eh. Um, and the incredible calm that these citizens show in the face of imminent danger is impressive, as if they've been here before. They do run around, they scream, they yell. That's all fine. But w- what they do is keep a level head for the most part or at least encourage a level head. Uh, there's a great, um, the great Rebecca Solnit has a whole book on disasters in America and how people react to it. And I think her description of, she looked at like the San Francisco after the earthquake, she looked at Hurricane Katrina. Her description, I think, sort of weirdly fits something like Sunnydale. Uh, so I'm going to quote her right here. "Quote: The possibility of paradise hovers on the cusp of coming into being, so much so that it takes powerful forces to keep such a paradise at bay. If paradise now arises in hell Hellmouth <laughs> It's because in the suspension of the usual order and the failure of it's because of the usual order and failure of most systems. We are now free to live and act another way. These remarkable societies suggest that just as many machines reset themselves to their original settings after a power outage, human beings reset themselves to something altruistic, communitarian, resourceful, and imaginative after a disaster. That we revert to something we already know how to do. The possibility of paradise is already within us as a default setting. So this is going to be a little bit jokey, but I think that in the end, the point is made that these characters are living in kind of a crazy world. And we don't obviously live over a hell mouth, but every single day we're bombarded with news, push notifications to our phone that sort of affect how we interact with the world and how we see things. That's a very modern example just in our world today. But even back then, they are constantly being harassed by murders, people dying, Vampires. I mean, this town is living through some crazy ass shit. Oh, yeah. And they sort of react to it. So what do we learn in this episode? What can we learn from Buffy? Well, I learned that perseverance, I learned to persevere in adversity. Adversity. She jabs, she's jabbed out from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. She persevered.
0: <laughs>
3: she's out
5: bantered by a worthy foe. She persevered. And she is hit in the face by a motherfucking two by four that her foe just found in the fucking wall of the school. She kept going.
3: And I appreciate that.
5: And that's something that we can all learn. Buffy will persist. She will keep going. Xander and Angel, what can we learn from them? Distractions can be the key to any scenario. But practice beforehand is probably essential so that people are on the same page. What can we learn from Willow? You ask. You ask. Why can we? I think helping the emotionally vulnerable is important. Gotta get gotta get Cordelia. So that brings to Cordelia, the calming power of meditation and prayer. <laughs> yep. Not really for her, but Ooh. it could be nice in a disaster. Sort of level yourself.
0: I was going to say a quick side note on the Wikia page, because whoever writes those pages are like have a huge penchant for linking everything more than I do back to Willow being gay. So that scene of them being trapped in the closet literally says on the Wikia page, uh, Willow and Cordelia are trapped in the closet, alluding to Willow's future sexuality. <laughs> no it doesn't. They're just in a fucking closet because that's where they're hiding. Oh my god.
5: And I Willow mean, ain't happy about
4: it. I'm the Why first- can't it be both? <laughs> I'm the first Literally point- never thought about well, that even a little bit. Just just for to play the devil's advocate. Joss Whedon did say that he had set up multiple scenarios that would imply that Willow or Xander were gay and he hadn't decided yet, so he might have done this on purpose, thinking, it's kind of funny, I put Willow in a closet with a girl. If
0: this were any other show that had like a lot of depth it's and like a bad. lot of <laughs> continuity, yeah, and really plotted out every second, every minute of it, sure, I'll give it to you for this no, they're literally
5: just in a room. Please see last episode. I'm just saying, to see how <laughs> continuity Sweden falls apart. he said
4: he did that on purpose, so this could be one of those instances. It's a reach. It's a reach, reach. Maybe. <laughs> but yes. I want to believe in my heart. Truth. <laughs> She's going the with it. <laughs> yeah. The truth is out there. Boom. Mm-hmm.
5: What can we learn from Giles? Never lose sight of one's convictions. Could he have sealed the deal with Jenny? Sure, he could have. Could have shared some Nescafe gold blend. Huh? <laughs> yes but instead he realized he is the watcher he does not become a different person just because disaster hits he has to be the watcher because that's who he is it doesn't negate your role also tell your story giles he, by talking to the press in the previous episode he's got a press connection tell your story you don't need the bobs of the world the cop that we'll get to in a moment telling the story for you giles is important because you need to go out and tell your own story what can we learn from Joyce? Incredibly, we can learn a few things from Joyce. I know, it's shocking. And maybe this will change how you see Joyce in this episode. If your child says they got this, listen. Even if it means climbing into a ceiling and uh, disappearing. I don't know if that's a good thing, actually. As that ha- tends to happen. True. And then carry out your teenage daughter's orders as if they're law. Even in the face of truer authorities. <laughs> yeah. That's what you can learn. Uh Help your child out of a jam, but do not, under any circumstances, draw any conclusions about the event. Do not start to question your daughter's, (laughs) you know, resilience in the face of danger, her dalliances with, you know, vampires or anything. Do not, no questions. Just support your daughter without thinking and hearing
0: what some might say. Supernatural strength, never question.
5: Never the fact
4: that she often comes home wearing bloody clothes that you wash,
5: never question. And that's important, and we've learned that from Joyce. Do not question. Uh, what do we learn from the rest of the school? I want to commend the calm of the older black man, who, even <laughs> though questionable in its results, he was murdered by Spike. Intense, mm-hmm. horrible moment. He came to the school for his child's what teacher is a parents. Teacher? Com- I'm
0: not sure. Oh, it's oh. not clear if he's a teacher or doesn't if he's matter. A he probably
5: has kids. Yeah. What the fuck? Doesn't matter. <laughs> if he came to this and then was murdered, or he was a teacher, fucking terrible. And yes. Spike. Yes, we forget how. That's terrible. He's a terrible, terrible person in this moment.
1: Do we really need weapons for this? I just like them.
5: They make me feel all manly. And then the window one who jumped through had a definitive lack of cool, and thus he got eight. Mm -hmm. It was the same fate for both of them. One had super cool, the other was not so cool. So, I don't know. It's kind of a wash for what to do. If you're just... If you are an anonymous person in the world and don't have your name in the credits, then... It's really 50-50 on whether you're going to live through anything. So you need to become a person who's in the credits. That's very important because then you'll know what to do.
4: And then it's like 25-75 if you're That's
5: true. But those are, you know, at least you know your odds at that point.
4: Yeah, if you're a red shirt, you're
0: going
5: more than likely. So we we saw two of those, at least. Uh, What did we learn from Spike? Be yourself. Also, take care of what is in your way.
4: And don't trust your old friends.
5: True. That's true. That's a good one. That's a good one. And that's why, Angel, be better at lying learn that too come on you you know this person Uh, what do we learn from Snyder lie cover it all up Uh, he's kind of the dark side of it which is in fear create scenarios that are either less truthful or overtly fabricated to interrupt the natural human emotions but also to influence what happens next time that this happens so Snyder is getting people ready to react next time this comes and what do we learn from the anointed less stone throwing and more sunglasses my dude done
1: Uh
4: You failed.
5: I, um, I offer penance. Penance? You should lay down your life. Our numbers are depleted. The feast of St. Vigis has been ruined by your impatience. I was rash.
2: And if I had to do it all over again... <laughs> where am I kidding? I would do it exactly the same. Only I'd do this.
0: Very nice.
5: So like that's what we learned. A
0: pre-emptive, a preemptive, extended moral learning point.
5: I know, that was... I know.
0: Yeah. Stacia? you takeaways from this episode? <laughs> you look so Threw startled. That out. Oh my god, I forgot I was alive right <laughs> there. <laughs>
5: well, once you get to the Anointed, we've like hit a really rough spot in the conversation. Come around here.
4: Let's see what's
0: on TV. We mean a new character in this episode that isn't Spike.
4: Sheila. <laughs> oh shit, Sheila.
5: We didn't learn anything from As Sheila. she
0: is known. Oh well, shit, Sheila. What would she what would we have learned from Sheila?
5: That's a good question. I don't even know, actually.
0: Doing well, whatever she, you want whenever you want definitely me. always pays off.
5: Yeah, that's good.
4: Um, yeah, so Sheila's introduced this episode and she's set up immediately to be some kind of foil or comparison yardstick by which to measure Buffy because Snyder says that it's a draw for which one of them is the worst student at the school and mentions that Sheila stabbed the horticulture horticulture teacher by the way, what? Right? <laughs> With a spade and she said no, it was pruning shears, which is Worse. Worse. Um, which makes me wonder what was that whole situation about. But it looks like, taking context clues from the show, it seems like maybe she doesn't have a very great home life. She clearly doesn't really have any friends that we know of except for Meat Pie. Meat Pie! (laughs) Meat Pie! She seems to be surrounded by men all the time. And then, so she is just not a very reliable person. She shows up late to do the, um, painting, getting ready for the... Parent-teacher night. Parent-teacher night. And then we see her with two men excited about taking that a ride. Catty. Get in that caddy. You guys weren't lying about having a Cadillac, were you? Because I'm crazy about a cad. Just the feel of the leather makes me want it. So I think she's kind of like, I don't know, a vision of Buffy, like the worst possible version that Buffy could have ended up being if she yeah. wasn't the Slayer, like, you know, the ghost of Christmas future almost. Mm-hmm of this is who you could be. Right, Because superpowers. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. still in the same position, but, I mean, you know, she doesn't seem to have family or friends, but Buffy is surrounded by family and friends, or at least her mom sometimes. Surrounded by friends.
0: <laughs> oh,
4: <God. laughs> and, you know, this girl takes a lot of chances, is clearly interested in boys, maybe does chancy things with them, which I think Buffy probably did in her past life. Um and ends up paying like the ultimate cost for it because she gets turned into a vampire, which I think we saw in Nightmares is mm-hmm. one of Buffy's biggest fears is that she would get turned into a vampire. Right. Um so it's interesting to see how Sheila was portrayed as sort of Buffy's like equal but opposite. And then Buffy is still nice to her, like she covers for her even right. though she has no reason to, um, and tries to help her out. So I don't know. It makes me kinda sad because I feel like if she had stuck around maybe they could have been friends.
0: Yeah, Yeah. maybe. She would have definitely been friends with Faith.
5: Because the whole time I was thinking, don't do it. Don't cover for Sheila. Fuck Sheila. Mm -hmm. You're in a competition right now, Buffy. Do not. I'm like, okay, I'm not as good as Buffy, apparently. I'm not supposed to be. I'm obviously an asshole, so. But I thought that the whole time. Because I I didn't know Sheila was going to become a vampire. I forgot all about that. Mm -hmm. But it seemed pretty obvious. But she's probably dead in that if she did run out of the place, she probably is not I, how much of an education would she have gotten from Drusilla, Drusilla as to, like, what's the etiquette of vampires?
0: Oh, shit. She would probably what,
5: just, like, straight up no, no, die. No, no, no. She, I
0: was going say, oh, that's where she ended up. No, that's how she got turned.
5: Right. Yeah. But then, like, did she say, like, hey, you know, the sun's a real thing. Right. Don't do it. But then I could see her, like, getting drunk or something, passing out on the lawn and then fucking frying to death. Oh, yeah. I wonder so, if there's,
0: like, a mini vamp orientation. Probably not. Unless but, the sire sticks around, like, they pick you for Well, a would
5: Drusilla, like, I mean, come on. The girl's... Effing crazy. She's not going to sit down and be like, well, let me get the binder out real quick. Go through this. (laughs) Vampire training. Yeah. And also, doesn't it take a moment to. uh, It's too many questions right there. It's like, how does she become that? Right? Or am I thinking of true blood? Like, they have to bury them and then they come back as vampires. Uh, They end
0: up getting buried. They don't have to be buried.
5: But so you can turn them instantly.
0: Not instantly. They die. Because that's
5: pretty much what happened to she. She instantly became a vampire.
0: Well, Well, okay. So yeah, they don't have to be buried or anything. It seems that they die. They are dead for a certain period of time. It's never... I don't think it's a scientific
4: thing. But some of them do. Wait, some of them turn immediately. Do they? I have a feeling. feel like there's got to be someone. I don't think there's any that turn immediately. It always kind of seemed like they die and then they wake up the next night or whenever it gets dark the next time. But burying is not a a thing. Not a requirement. Not a requirement.
0: But can you? Yeah. Yeah. Which brings into to a whole question of formaldehyde, which we talked about uh, in the last episode, how that would ruin the brain if these people are embalmed and buried. How are they coming
5: back? I have a question. Do they feed off of them too? Like, it it could could Sheila be sustained as a living person, and just Drusilla feeds on her? Yeah, and she stays alive. Yeah, they do that sometimes. I feel like they
0: they allude to that in a couple of different scenes where they have like prisoners. Uh, There's a scene in season four where where, uh, Spike and Harmony are hole up underground in the Gem of Amara. They have. Well, there's also
4: that scene with um, Buffy's boyfriend Riley, Mm -hmm. where he's
5: so it's really up to the vampire if they want to go like all the way like suck all the blood out of them or just kind of
0: well it's a snack, quote buffy alive. they suck your blood you suck their blood it's a whole sucking thing so they have to the way to become a vampire you your body is drained to the point of near death yeah. you drink their blood and then you right. die That's and true. are reborn gotcha yeah. yeah, sounds true blood
4: I don't think that the formaldehyde thing would matter. Because you have the demon that enters the body that's basically running the whole show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's who seems right. to have access to past memories of the person, but is not the person. Yeah. Another
5: fun thing. Yeah. It's like, where, where does death actually come? Yeah. Because even with the last episode, like, you die. Should you come back as your own self? Like, does your brain, like, is it cool? You're good? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, another little note on the Sheila Buffy thing the biggest theme for Buffy in this show is Buffy has friends. Um, for better or worse sometimes they are bad and things get fucked up and sometimes they are the reason that they get to uh, save the day and spike is a person that points this out possibly first of all the foes that's like
4: and basically uh, immediately
0: yeah a yeah. slayer with friends what is this this is yeah. nonsense you're supposed to be alone and i don't like this this is messing with my plan so that's a big a big first uh speaking about another couple first we have and this continuity episode. plus
5: for for spike stuff oh yeah they, they gotta they, i mean at least they went back and remembered all the stuff that they said about killing in the boxer rebellion and
0: yep oh yeah he so his story is established them. like basically right away and it and they delicious. stick with it for once with the exception of something i'm about to get into so a yeah. uh, couple of new things this episode as not only are we reiterating buffy has friends and for the first time a foe is gonna bring that up and be like ah this sucks uh vampire love drusilla and spike definitely have feelings for each other so yeah. for, we're seeing soulless or what are supposed to be soulless creatures that have feelings for, for each other. So that's a new thing. Siring, so... But
4: it is a human emotion. It's not a vampire emotion. And
0: oh, because, yeah, that's right. your Team Spike. So Spike... <laughs> what? Oh, I feel
4: like that was like a... like
0: Spike is more human than most vampires. Kind of thing.
4: Well, I'm just saying that you say vampi- we've established vampires can fall in love, and I'm saying not Angelus. Angelus, I don't think, could fall in love. Mm. It- and I think that what drusilla and spike are showing is a human emotion not a vampire emotion like that isn't coming because they're vampires yeah well, and you I'm see t- that because the judge is like there's human love all over you yeah
0: no i, I see what you're saying i'm just taking it yeah. like i'm saying vampire as the the package not like okay. the part of yeah yeah i'm saying the the vessel that is spike who is a vampire and the vessel that is drusilla who is a vampire are feeling love, love yes. regardless if that's their human side or their vampire side all okay. right good but that's a good distinction to
4: make, because that is true, especially when... The and his tries. idea
5: is that he he willfully gave up his soul, or has a soul, right? That's his shit?
4: Spike, eventually, yeah.
3: yeah.
5: Okay. But even, like, right now, like, what's his deal? He's just way a vampire. More human he's just a than
4: vampire. vampire. Than, mm-hmm.
5: But even what you're saying about the human thing, he's way more human I, than... The, is it a slow evolution type of thing? The, and then you fall off a cliff, and now you're... Got a soul or?
4: The implication is he was a human with too many feelings and that's therefore turned hard. into a vampire with too many feelings. <laughs> okay. Love it. That's right. I yeah. forgot his fucking poetry. Yeah, his poetry and William the Bloody because uh-huh. of his bloody awful poetry. Way to go. Nice. Yeah. So yes. I think that's kind of what they're implying yeah. as far as why he can be in love with Drusilla is like there was too much for the vampire to take it all away. As far as Drusilla goes, I'm guessing she's just too... Out of just her gone. mind yeah. to she's be absurd. really the best kind of. I love page, watching I
5: know. her, but she is tedious. Sorry, I love every second.
0: I don't think she's tedious. I love every moment. Oh yeah, I love it. Going it's going so good.
4: Over. She's like the most brilliant person in she's the whole so show. She's so fun. She's yeah. She's so intuitive. Yeah,
5: she's great. I just dolls. I just couldn't do it. I know where we're going. Can we just please?
0: Another first we have is we mentioned siring, which is we haven't talked about on the show so. As we just discussed, to become a vampire, they have to drink enough of your blood to die. They have to drink some You drink some of their blood, the victim that is, and that makes you become born as a vampire. The person that is the vampire that's that's uh, initiating this process is called the sire. Uh, now, this is a continuity problem because that's all this show is. Uh, Spike men- names Angel as his sire. This is not the case. Drusilla is the one that actually sires spike and angel sire drusilla joss whedon will later use the cop-out of sire can mean any person in a vampire's ancestry meaning the grandsire of spike is angel thus sire is shorthand for that but again i view this as a cop-out because you fucked up continuity and had to rename
5: well or also it, didn't know continuity that's yeah. probably more the case they just didn't know what you have the well again. they hadn't planned it yet because yeah. i mean it makes it more delicious if it's like you know this is like the first time we're ever seeing two vampires who have a connection to one another right so
0: and I mean, yeah. the interaction they have is kind of not what they should have, based on the contentious relationship we discover that they have. So yeah, okay, you get a pass. You didn't yeah. know all the was world one really thing. You didn't know it was all going to gonna see. happen. Yeah.
5: It was still really fun to see. Yeah. I really liked
0: it. Um, is that Sunnydale PD? What is up? We see the police. Now, we've seen police cars before, but we actually have an interaction with a police officer of some substance. Oh, Bob. Bob a very very subtle groundwork for the mayor here uh, Snyder talking the police officer now they're obviously covering up the doings this is probably not their first rodeo and won't be their last and we will find out uh, throughout this season and obviously in the next that the mayor is pulling the strings um, we had the first vampire to die by immolation, meaning uh, to be set ablaze by the Sun and killed and that would be you know <sighs> <would Yeah>. <sighs> <And laughs> We uh, find out vampires can drive cars, as we saw Spike. I mean, why couldn't they drive cars? But other than... <laughs> I didn't know there was a thing. Well, sunlight. I mean, oh, that would yeah, be a, a huge yeah. problem. But that. at night, you're fine. But they can right. still
5: drive them at night. But if you got into a weird car accident, I mean, well, you don't want to be out.
0: We'll see Angel and Spike also. They black out their windows. Like We, we, we play fast and loose with the uh, laws of direct sunlight in the show. And we'll continue. Um... And the, we also have a tangential reason for all these vampires gathering, and that is uh, the Night of St. Vigis, or the Feast of St. Vigis. So let's talk about that real quick. The reason we were all brought together is the, the Feast of St. Vigis, and that's what the Anointed One decided he was a disciple of, and that's what we're going to do so that we can all come together and attack the school. The Night of St. Vigis,
5: or the well, Feast... Well, they didn't want to attack the school, right? That was the thing. Spike acted impulsive right right, right. supposed to do
0: There was yeah they were preparing because uh it's this is a the feast or the night of saint vigis is held every year on october 4th to commemorate the crusade of saint vigis who was an incredibly ruthless vampire that tore through the middle east at some (laughs) undisclosed time because of course (laughs) we didn't actually think this out uh and and he was so bloody and brutal in his cohorts at the time that they People throughout the uh, maybe decades, maybe centuries, uh, have honored his memory by having the Night of St. Vigis, which is um, an an attack in his name. So basically, vampires celebrate this dude by being extra nasty and extra violent on that day. The three days leading up to the Night of St. Vigis, they practice... A word that I learned today, which is self-mortification, meaning that they deprive themselves of any like earthly bodily desires, engaging in like beating oneself physically. If you like, it's like Lent, right? Like Not you give, le- no, Well,
5: take it, Lent. Yeah, but then there's also that um, flagellation. Is that yeah, the that self-flagellation.
0: Yeah, yeah, that kind uh, of thing. Yeah. So any impure thought or whatever, like any impulse you have to go bite somebody or whatever, mm-hmm. so they deny themselves any any will of the flesh. That's
5: really fascinating. Is is th- this is obviously just Buffy lore, right? It's, right. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. This is this isn't actually a, a real thing.
5: Yeah. D- does it ever come up again? No. Oh, this is really fa- I love this. This is fascinating. It's like yeah. almost it's a religious, you know, aspect of like vampirism, which I know like Anne Rice and stuff. They kind of delve into their own stuff. Yeah, So it's kind of fun that they tried.
0: Yeah, they um, they yeah, also don't feed at all. Yeah. Um, and they engage in cleansing practices, which involves chanting. Uh, so for three solid days. The, the purpose of this is to put themselves in a berserker-like state so that they're in exceptionally vicious when the, the night comes. Terrible. Don't do
4: that. That's yeah. Really they didn't, didn't seem bizarre. exceptionally yeah. vicious. <laughs> nope. Yeah. That no. <laughs> was one day early. It, it is. Day That's day you right. You need the, the third
0: day of yeah. self-flagellation to really get there. Yeah. To your good. To your fine. Yeah, so that's uh, The Feast of St. Ditches. We don't ever talk about it ever again. So, it's too bad.
5: Yeah. I mean, it's maybe not too bad. Maybe it's bad. But
0: that's the, <laughs> that's the, the thing about the show. Points for creativity because every episode you do come up with something basically brand yeah. new and you come up with enough lore that it makes sense for the episode and we move on. But also points for not create, like negative points for not good. carrying through with all that.
4: I mean the details of st vigis at the end don't really matter because it was literally just an excuse to attack buffy and that's a all group. i ever thought
0: yeah you know, and i i'm, I'm not mad that. at it i don't think they need to have all that i do wish the continuity was a little more solid but again these are people writing where they don't know when their next episode is going to be their last mm-hmm. because shit we could be canceled or, or a lot of other reasons as to why it doesn't really matter in the end uh but but that's my only gripe is i wish continuity was yeah. there but they couldn't have done it so but yeah as far as all this back stuff it doesn't really yeah. matter sure. I think my only thing is for the St. Vicious thing specifically did we need to do it at all is, is my my main question yeah. but I mean it's fun you get, you get I extra fun. color and I
4: respect. think I mean I think it was a reasoning for why the vampires did what they did and then also an excuse that Buffy knows what's gonna happen yeah,
5: yeah. that's true yeah. and for Giles to find it in a book and everyone to kind which of which
4: is crucial we do need that scene
5: that's true yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, we already did our little moral learning quarter. Basically, that was Daniel's yeah. whole piece. Yeah. But uh, the only time
5: I've ever followed up on moral learning.
0: <laughs> that was in
4: depth. I appreciated that. Uh, Stacia learned a couple things. You should put sugar and lemonade. Yes, one you of three ingredients. Should. One of the three ingredients, indeed. And um, that if your mom is disappointed in you, you should fight vampires, and then she'll love you again.
5: That's true. That's that true. true. I also learned in with the lemonade thing. I've heard of veggie trays in my life, but I've never seen one with, like, green and red peppers on it. Oh, it's a nice
4: little yeah. I
5: Which I think is not good, because I don't think that people want that. I think that's, like, the joke. Like, yeah. she fucked up this. just like. Oh, that was supposed to be day. a joke,
4: too? Yeah, well, when I saw it, I was like, no, that's a bridge too far. I feel like, like a lot of people eat raw bell pepper. Well,
5: yeah. I think when they... Well, yeah, I don't think that it's bad inherently, but I think when you do a veggie tray, it's always, like, the carrot... It's always... It's not green peppers and red peppers to a weird pick. up. It's a weird pick.
0: I think the bigger joke is she's using a machete to cut, cucumbers. which was yeah delightful. Because <laughs> why would she
5: <laughs>
4: have an actual kitchen knife? Yeah,
5: that is one hundred percent Sarah Michelle Geller.
4: That's her name. Um, <laughs> Jesus
5: uh, cutting. That's that is her oh, yeah. actual skill at yeah. what she's doing. The rest of it is stunt woman doing. And then
4: fun she stuff. was cutting the cucumber's like three inches big. Perfect. <laughs> Terrible.
5: Which is so great, and that that's perfect.
0: Don't worry, she'll never write a cookbook last month. Uh, I learned from this episode that there's always someone tougher around the corner. Like, Spike is here. We can't rest on our laurels. There's going to be a new bad guy, so. And Buffy's ready. Yeah. Buffy persists.
5: She does. And it's the first one where we see him come and then he stays. I mean, we could have had Spike just killed and we would have probably not batted an eye and kept going, and. True. It's cool that he just threw the Anointed one into the sun. It was dope.
0: Well, the deliciousness of his character is what saves him actually from a premature death
5: later in the season. So,
4: yeah. oh, so he they was were originally going to yep. die in the church. Yeah, when yeah, Pedro and comes then in. yeah, and then Joss Whedon was like, "He's too good. Everyone loves oh him. Gosh. We're going to bring him back." And for And God bless, season.
5: probably one of your best yeah. decisions for sure. So yeah,
4: yeah nice. could you imagine if Spike was only in the second season? How sad would that be? So Not only saying. that, but imagine
5: like if Angel ever got going. I think that, especially season five, Spike and Angel, like, you you, it would be a totally different show. I was actually at Woodstock.
2: That was a weird gig. I fell off a flower person, and I spent the next six hours watching my hand move.
0: Okay, before we close out this episode, let's take a moment to scream things that we liked or quoted or whatever about the episode one at a time.
4: Hey, Meat Pie.
0: (laughs) Yes. Meat Pie. (laughs) Buffy's gardening PJs. What the fuck? incredible
5: uh joyce to buffy when she said that i had to start a new business come the fuck on
0: yeah add to that my life is harder than yours buffy don't worry yeah
5: why
4: do adults (laughs) always think work is harder than school
5: yeah then you got to get a job i have a job the order never properly calculated the mesopotamian calendar rupert you've got to read something published after 1066 jeez jenny slain them always Mm -hmm.
4: We've got a Scooby wearing a Scooby-Doo shirt. Ah! What's
5: Willow's up, Willow? outfits! <laughs> that was atrocious. Her fucking overalls. I don't usually notice the fashion, but Willow was an Oof. offender. Oof.
3: <laughs>
0: the French teacher's name is Dijon. Fucking really. Amazing. Snyder's a rodent. Oh, possible pre- foreshadowing for him being eaten by a gosh darn
5: steak. Got that too. Also, quite possibly the best moment Full stop.
3: Wow. Two centuries of dating. If you only had two a year, that's still like 400 dates with 400 different. Why do they call it a mace?
5: <laughs> the great. I laughed so loud at that. The only time in these two episodes that I just like died laughing. The best. So good. Willow. The best.
0: Buffy can't focus on studying at the bronze. Maybe because you're studying in a fucking nightclub. Just saying.
5: The random band.
0: Oh, no. I- Nickel. Yep
5: oh yeah well they they have their poster right behind them right Mm -hmm. that's what i thought it was but who puts the poster behind the band that's actually doing stuff i will say the only time that i really ever noticed the music was that when spike was walking around and we went from nickel's music we'll call him nickel i guess that's who they are nickel into the spike score whatever it was the creepy horror movie really well done yeah i absolutely love that so if that's your dude god bless him for being here because that was really great it actually
4: wasn't it. this time no
5: yeah,
0: was, uh, two different composers on this one and neither of them were christophie back but no okay, okay.
5: well it doesn't matter that well i guess that guy sucks whoever <laughs> were on here that was noticeable and really really well done
0: buffy the pedo magnet spike is all about it even makes some gross comment about veal yeah,
5: yeah
4: but not in reference to buffy not in True. reference
0: to buffy but still like
5: uh... yeah a little rough a little rough Oh, my fucking God, every time Buffy and Angel are in proximity, it goes back to their bullshit. I'm tired of it, and we're three episodes into season two. Oh. Well,
4: what about Snyder at the end when he says, I told him not to go through that window? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> After pushing him through the window. True,
5: true. <laughs> and, like, not helping him when he first started getting murdered. Yeah, He's like, oh, well,
0: we're going to shut that now. <laughs> that's fine. Cordelia. Even slaves giving him a wage. Yikes, Cordelia. Yikes.
5: But that's such a courty thing to say. It's terrible. <laughs>
0: Seller behind the stacks. Since fucking when? When do we have a door through the stacks? That's nice to know. And maybe we actually use that unbeknownst to us later in the show. Mm.
4: Um, Ooh, RIP to all the daisies Drusilla's ever planted.
0: Oh. <laughs> Everything I put in the ground dash.
5: That's so good. <laughs> uh,
0: Joyce's conversation with Buffy through the hole in the door. We get an echo of that in Restless, where Joyce is trapped oh. in the wall talking to Buffy. Oh. Restless. Really rough dusting. We get somebody killed off screen, but just throwing glitter in the air. Not even pretending.
2: Wasn't her. It It was a
5: stagehand. (laughs) Those are always the best.
0: Spike's stunt double's wig is offensive to me personally, and (laughs) Buffy's uh,
5: stunt double was obvious too throughout most of this. It was rough.
0: And Joyce uh, has the nicest things ever that she's been in the show so thus far. When she's talking about to to Buffy in the end, like I have a strong. Uh, daughter that can take care of herself and i couldn't be happier
5: it was really lovely
4: and i'm gonna forget about that immediately immediately
5: and i'm gonna learn no less which she learned her lesson which was never learn a lesson (laughs) joyce killed it she learned everything she needed to know about this episode she lives it all the way to her death r.i.p joyce
0: yeah oh also uh there's a scene inexplicably where is able to cut spike's cheek and blood comes out immediately um, yeah. I actually paid close attention. You could see like a something attached to her finger where she does it. Nice. That's making that mark. But later in the episode, we have it. So he has a cut on his left cheek, right where blood is. Later in the episode, Buffy has red paint on her face in the same spot. And I'm like, this isn't the show for that. But I wonder why. Uh, I wonder why that is. Maybe it's just a coincidence. I actually, put
1: coincidence, all caps,
0: just nice. so we know. <laughs> uh, we do have slightly more urgent matters to discuss. Yeah, like
1: keeping my mom away from Principal Snyder tomorrow night. And yeah, not dying Saturday.
0: Angel, do you know if this spike fellow goes under any other name? Okay, that's it. I'm putting a collar with a little bell on that guy. Let's rank this sucker. Da, 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 da. Willow Hack says we talk about the net. I only got a six because I think we don't actually even see a computer. We just talk about one. So, six yeah.
5: only. I don't remember seeing one. No. It really comes and goes from the library as well, so.
0: Rare Joyce is a terrible mom. High score of seven. Let's talk about Joyce a little bit. Okay. So in this episode, she starts off in classic Joyce fashion, where she's talking mad shit to Buffy, guilting her for being the reason we had to move to a new town, guilting her for the reason we had to get I had to get a new job, telling her her life is less hard than Joyce's because, of course, it is because she has to you know work at the gallery quote unquote even on Saturdays because you know it's open on Saturdays. It's gotta be. Not great, but we end the episode, as we mentioned, with uplifting comments about how she's proud of Buffy for being strong and, uh, and following her directions throughout the whole mm-hmm. school attack and everything. She's She believes her. She trusts in her. She says Buffy knows what she's doing. And rare, rare moment of, like, good momness for Joyce. So we got a seven there. Big bad monster of the week. Ten. Fucking Spike. Sorry. We get spike in Drusilla in this episode. Spike's dope. Drusilla's dope. And uh, I mean, it's not just based on this. The annoyed it didn't bring it
5: down. I guess his death would have brought it up. Any down to the up, yeah. (laughs) Just wait for friends.
0: (laughs) Giles level of Giles, solid eight. I mean, he's just doing his due. I need to be note to self write more shit with the child yeah what's up with his <laughs> scarves
5: what's he doing we've we heard yeah. nothing about scarves sometimes? i know well i feel like
0: i i was gonna give him high but there was a scene where he was just he wasn't wearing his coat he was just wearing a vest and a shirt i was like i don't know about that i need all I need three piece i'm gonna see relationship goodness or badness we got another eight i think we all did a good job but god especially between buffy and joyce we actually have Oh, that's crazy oh and also quick note apparently this is the first time we hear joyce's name on screen which I did not realize. But it makes sense because we've only ever had interactions with Buffy and Joyce. Why would she call her Joyce? And Hank and Joyce, but he never says her name, so. That's wild. I know, right? We're...
5: Never even thought about that. (laughs) Like,
0: 16 episodes in and we're just now... I mean, did we
5: ever think it was anything but Joyce? I mean...
0: Really? I guess it's, like,
5: not that crazy of a thing.
0: She could be a Linda. She reminds me of a Linda. Mm, My mom's name is Linda. And my mom is not like Joyce, for the record. My mom's great. All right, and... Episode specific, the Anointed One gets flambéed. 10 of 10! Thank God! Thank God! We've been waiting so long. No flopping. (laughs)
5: No flopping. Boring. All episode, every time we say the Anointed, it gets
0: a flop. My favorite thing about the Anointed One dying, other than him never being on the show again, is that he got killed off because the kid got too big. And vampires don't age. Which also, I didn't realize he was a vampire (sighs) until he dies in the sun.
4: You didn't know that? No. I actually didn't know that. I thought
0: either. he was just so rando demon. I didn't know that he was specifically a vampire.
5: Vampire. Yeah, yeah. he
4: got turned
0: and then crash. By, by Pork and Beans.
4: No, Pork and Beans was turned too. Pork oh. and Beans also wasn't That's right. a, he was a he vampire. He was just a crazy
0: fuck. It was the, like, the rest Those of the people. Order of Aurelius guys that must have turned him. Like all the Masters came. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. He
5: wasn't a
4: vampire. Really? I can't believe you guys didn't know. I thought that was
5: obvious. He was just a dumbass. That's all I thought he was. Just a dumb fucking kid. Oh, thank God God. God. I thought he was a demon, actually.
4: The thing that's fun about Spike is that this is, I think, maybe the first time that we see a vampire who doesn't give a shit about other vampires, because they kind of seem to have sort of a legion, where, especially with the Master, they're all sort of dedicated towards him, and then towards the Anointed One, and they don't really fight, and then Spike is like, I'll kill whoever I want to.
5: It's true. And even when he shows up, I think the other people were pretty quick to be like, well, he is the stronger one, we'll align with him, and then they were were like, yeah, fuck this guy, Anointed, right? You got this. Nope, he's just going to get thrown in a cage and
4: burned. Oh, well, and then even like he had that one guy at the bronze, and he was like, Why don't you go get yourself a snack? And then immediately set it up so that Buffy would kill him to see how Buffy fought, but True. did not care about sacrificing.
5: True. And if I was Spike, I would be super confident fighting Buffy after that fight with a random vampire because she did not really fare that well. So if I was Spike, I'd be like, I could take her. I could do it <laughs> easily. <He's like, laughs> she right. fought way better at the end
0: so for me this got a grand total of 49 all no things considered this is number one of the season so one of three so far one of three so where did you end yeah, up
5: yeah i'm curious
4: i put it at put it at number seven below mm. the harvest mm. and above out of mind out of sight
0: wow hmm. yeah you how am i out of sight was that high or low i guess if the harvest was out low God, right? I can't even
4: remember. yeah so I have Prophecy Girl as number one. Then when she was bad, Welcome to the Hellmouth. Angel, Nightmares, The Harvest, School Hard, Out of Mind, Out of Sight, Teacher's Pet, blah blah. blah. Gotcha. All
0: right, cool. Number seven. Mm-hmm.
5: This one was uh, not as good as you know we want it to be, or thought it was, or whatever. Seeing Spike again was dope. Um, but I gotta be true to where it probably lies, which is high, but not too high. So it's definitely a middling episode. Um, so unless this is taken. Because I don't actually know what numbers I've picked so far. I really need to have yeah. this in front of me. Um, so if I'm wrong and I pick a number I've already done, let's say it goes up until it is available <laughs> slot-wise. Uh, 74.
0: Sounds good. Doesn't sound familiar. A little I think lower. We're
5: okay. Yeah, I think we're all right. A yeah. little low, but um, but okay. Portends well. Love our characters. Love Spike. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Also, he's a murderer. Also, he's a murderer. He's let's not yeah. forget <laughs> We will forget, don't worry.
0: We will, we will. Okay, episode three, season two, School Hard in the Books. Uh, We're a real podcast. You can follow us everywhere at BeatMePod, Twitter, Tumblr, all those things. You can send us an email if you want to talk to us. BeatMePod at gmail.com. We also have a website. BeatMePod.wordpress.com. Sensing a theme. It's mostly BeatMePod and everything. So please like, subscribe, do whatever. I don't know, liking podcasts or sort anything of That's probably YouTube. YouTube... YouTube. Leave what? a review. Oh, you tube terminology.
5: Yeah. Write us a review. That's the thing. Not, uh, not liking, but eh. yeah, yeah. You like our deep takes. So you don't want a play-by-play podcast. That's right. Like all the other fools. We have robots. Don't, don't you love robots. robots?
0: Yeah, basically if you don't like our podcast, you're saying you don't like robots, yeah, I, think I think.
5: I think so too. I don't I think, think Karen's so. going to be happy with you. Uh,
0: thank you for listening. Uh, Next time you think about attacking a school, just remember vampires are not the best at it. Say goodbye, Daniel.
4: So the moral is don't be a I'm, vampire. <laughs> 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 goodbye. Take like different goons.
3: Say goodbye. <laughs> I like that you
5: make us say hello and goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. As if we're chained
3: okay, goodbye.
5: Dungeon of podcasting.